Welcome to the Pub Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, coming to you the night before a huge game. The Pups play CV tomorrow night at CV at 7 o'clock. This game has playoff implications. Winner probably goes to playoffs. Loser probably does not. And so this is the pup season, essentially, for football. And not to get too caught up in that football game and how big that is, but the soccer team, their game against CV, which is actually at home at Bullpup Stadium, uh, I think it's at like 4 o'clock, that has playoff implications as well. The girls have done really well this year, and if they want that high seed going into the playoffs, they're going to need to beat CV on senior night for them. So, big game for them. They have a history with CV that dates back to last year and probably beyond that. So, do your best. If you're able to get to the game and then head out uh, to the Valley to watch the uh, football game, both should be really good games and have a lot in store and mean a lot to the teams as far as their playoff future. Now, tomorrow is the Fall Sports Con. PSP will be there. We will be there. We're giving a little plug for the podcast, some representation, and uh, hopefully just continue to grow that student population. So really looking forward to that. Got some things in store for that. Hopefully it goes over well with the kids. And then uh, um, we'll be out there at the game uh, supporting and uh, bringing you coverage hopefully after that game, uh, especially if it does go the pup's way. Uh, because as we know, last week did not. And I was pretty tough on the on the old bull pups after uh, that poor performance last week. But I think they'll have an opportunity to bounce back, and this should be a really competitive game. I don't think I can give you a score uh, as far as a prediction uh, because CV is a good football team. But if that game is close in the fourth quarter, I would give the edge to the pups. So that's what they've got to do. They've got to play four quarters of football, and uh, we look forward to kind of seeing that outcome, that outcome on Friday. Now, without further ado, our show today, got Coach McKenna at the top of the hour, and then as we get past that, we bring on Scott Alford. We look back at the game that was last Friday night against Ferris. We look forward to CV this week, and then uh, we play all in. And uh, we're really, really, really enjoying that game, and he's coming up with some good categories. Now, one last thing. I plugged it last week. No one responded, all right? But play along. The all-in game, write the questions, email the questions, answer the questions. The email is pupsports1 at gmail.com. You do that. You enter yourself, if you're a student, into a chance to win $5 to the cafeteria, all right? And that's going to be each week that we do this. And then if you're a parent or alumni, you're entered into a chance to win a nice stadium seat, um, that's just waiting to be given away. So email the show, play along. We'll have some fun, but just enjoy the show today, and uh, we'll look forward to getting in touch with you later on uh, this weekend. Coach McKenna joining us this week for our uh, weekly coaches interview uh, leading up to CV, the Bears, this week uh, on the road for the Pups. Coach, uh, glad to have you this week. How's it been after uh, suffering that loss last week against Ferris? Oh, so our kids have really bounced back. Had a great couple of days of practice, and and uh, realized that uh, you know it's a crucial game, and and we need to bounce back. We need to continue to practice well, or be a long one. Central Valley is really good. 
What uh, what are some areas of for improvement that you saw after last week? Uh, we got to be more physical. Uh, we got to be uh, more confident. Um, we, you know, we had great. I told you last week we had great practices, um, but it didn't translate to the game, which is pretty rare for us. <clears throat> so we just have to be more physical, uh, more confident uh, in our uh, scheme. Um, as I tell the kids, we have to have perfect uh, alignment, perfect assignment, and then go out and execute perfectly. And, and uh, we didn't do that. No credit, Ferris. See, they're, they're they're a good physical team and played more passionately and uh, with more of a purpose. <clears throat> yeah, if if you could, um, could you describe at all what Ferris was doing defensively uh, against our pup offense last week? I uh, just they they were more physical, um, and you know they they were they they had some stunts up front with some, you know the ends and the linebackers doing some different things that. Uh, we didn't execute. They they out physically played us, and uh, uh, we we got to execute more. You know, uh, can't throw the two picks. Um, one pick I get okay maybe, but the second one we need to complete it, uh, um, and then we just need to execute uh, uh, blocking better. Right, we didn't block overly well. Now uh, with CV, I know that they have some big kids over there. Do they play with the same amount of physicality that Ferris did? Oh yeah. They're- they're physical and their quarterback's really good. Throws the ball really well. Uh, they do a lot of things, both offensively and defensively, uh, that that offer challenges. But that's you know the beauty of it. We got to show up and play. Yeah, you know uh, what I notice in some teams uh, typically is after they go through maybe a tough loss, a lot of times they start to change their identity or change their offense or defensive scheme. How tough is that as, as a coach uh, after you do suffer kind of a tough loss? I, you know, the kids want hopefully the kids don't start to question and, and, uh, you get the idea that they need to play harder and that's not the case. I think it's, we need to play smarter, um, or maybe harder together, not harder as an individual. And so, uh, we've been preaching that, um, and, and the kids have responded, but you just want the kids to, to really trust in what they're doing. Um, and when we show them film, they see the mistakes that were being made uh, and they're all correctable mistakes. So, um, we they, we won't change who we are. We're not doing anything different. Uh, uh, we just need to go out and execute better. Now, CV this week on the road, uh, it's a grass field uh, for the Bears. Uh, does that create any complication, or does that do anything different for you guys as far as cleats go? No, nah, we practice on grass every once in a while anyway, and it's you know it's still the same length of field, same width of field, and they got lines on it. So um, we'll go out there. Uh, I'm more worried about the Central Valley Bears, not their fields. So, um, <laughs> you know, we're going to go out and uh, we prepare on grass best we can. Um, but again, it boils down to blocking and tackling. we got to block better and we got to tackle better. Now, you mentioned uh, the, the quarterback for Central Valley, Gabbard, uh, throws the ball pretty well. Uh, what do you see out of their offense? Do they like to throw first or more uh, run first team? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. You know, they run the RPO, run pass option stuff, and they're very effective with it. And, and a lot of pre-snap read stuff. And, and so, uh, but he throws a very catchable uh, ball. And uh, in high school, that's a big part of it, you know. Um, they, and they're very effective in it. So we got to, uh, their scheme is really good. They uh, they run it efficiently. And so we got to play really well defensively. Yeah. Now, uh, defensively, uh, are we going to probably expect a similar defense to that Ferris played last week for CV? Uh, you know, on film, they, 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 they've done a little bit of everything, you know, more 4-3 stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably similar to that. But then again, the, the issue boils down to is if you don't know what uh, – got to have your own defense you want to run in your own offense. you got to you know, buy into that. 
when you start changing it to fit what someone else might do, you don't know all the wrinkles in it, that might cause problems too. Hey, Coach, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your guys' consistency. It's been the same way at prep for as long as I've known it, and I think the same way for you. So uh, go get them this week, uh, Friday, at Central Valley on the road. Uh, I'll be there cheering you on. Thanks, brother, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, take care, Coach. Welcome back after uh, that interview with Dave McKenna. Now joining me is uh, the co-host, as always, Scott Alford. Scott, thanks for so much for coming on the program. Now let's uh, let's get into things first as far as recapping last week before we even touch CV. Holy smokes, man! Last week, woo! Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a shellacking, embarrassing to say the least. <laughs> uh, yeah, boy, that was. Uh, I got to give Ferris a lot of credit in that game. I'm sure Coach McKenna did as well. Um, their coach. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Tom, you're out. Yeah, you're out. Coach, you're out. <clears throat> Been around. We talked about it the week before. Um, he had those kids playing with reckless abandon, flying to the football, um, both on both sides of the ball. And uh, my hat was off to them. They just took it to prep. Um, I, I'll, I'm quite sure prep would like to get that game again. And would play it differently because their kids have a lot of pride. And sure, they didn't really like hanging their hat on that one for a week. So I'm sure that uh, that the that the bullpups are very eager to get on the gridiron this week and uh, erase that memory. Yeah, it was weird to be down on the sideline. And I think for the first time this season, that youth really showed for the pups in the sense that you talked about it, you said it, reckless abandon. I mean, I saw kids... No bigger than any kid on prep's team, a lot of times smaller, come down and just hit. I mean, I, I've never been down on the sidelines of an NFL game, but I've heard radio hosts and, and analysts talk about how you'd never allow your kid to play football if you saw an NFL game from the sideline. The way Ferris was playing that game and the way they were coming and hitting those kids at prep you'd think twice about probably having your son play football. And it was it was the kind of thing, too, where uh, after that first series, they felt it, they heard it, they played that way for the, the rest of the game. The kind of thing where kids shine away from hits, kids kind of holding up before they were about to take on a hit from a Ferris kid. And, you know, Ferris had him after that very first drive. And that was kind of unfortunate to kind of see a team you know, show true fear. You never really want to see fear in your team. And I feel like those kids came off the field and it was, you know, do I have to go back in there? For coaching, as long as I did at the high school level, which was 30 plus years, we would refer to that as they were (laughs) shell-shocked. I think that game was a real hello to Ryan McKenna, who... I have to give him credit. In the first half, he looked like a sophomore, and they took it to him. He, I'm sure he was in the ice bath <laughs> Friday night. Um, however, to his credit, I thought he came out in the second half and played tougher, um, not not necessarily executed better, but I think he played tougher. I think he, he uh, realized... Okay, I took everything they got. 
I, I, I can man up and I can, you know, play, play with these guys. Um, their execution wasn't good. They came out in the beginning of the third quarter, had a decent little drive going and then stalled. And, you know, the rest is history. But <clears throat> that was last week. I think looking forward to this week and going against the Bears, the CV Bears out on the field that has the longest blades of grass <laughs> that's uh, known to any football fan. That field, that field alone is like a definite part of the game. Um, I don't know if you've ever been out there. I know you've played on it and I, I coached on it. It's the grass is long. It's slow. It's muddy. <laughs> um, and it's, it, it's, it's really not, it looks good when you're up at the stands, the field looks good, <laughs> but it's like playing in a pasture. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that it, it brings up to me uh, some questions that I have on the defense side because as as much as there was a lack of execution on the offense side of the ball last week, the defense gave up 34 points. And yes, you could say that the offense put them in positions where Ferris had a short field all night, that, um, you know, it's just they were on the field a lot. But Ferris moved the ball with ease. They ran the ball effectively with a couple different kids. It wasn't like it was just one kid. And, you know, when Ferris started to throw the ball a little bit later in the game and into the second half, got some worries now about the the Pubs secondary. So um, I know that Isaiah Griffin didn't play at all in the second half, and he plays the other corner opposite Brandon Kelly. And I'm kind of curious about that because I know that uh, it was uh, it was Liam Harrington that came in and he got burned on a couple different plays <laughs> uh, against Ferris. Well, and Ferris, so yeah. It's it's what's tough is I know Isaiah Griffin is a sophomore and that's a young kid. He's gonna make mistakes. I don't know what he did or if he you know said something unfavorably to a coach that they said you're done for the second half. But I thought it interesting to be he didn't go back in and he's been a kid that's been a staple on the other end of that you know, that corner so duo. So it'll be interesting to see if he, what his play time is yeah. uh, this week. I can tell you again, from a coaching perspective, sometimes that happens for lots of different reasons. Sometimes it's because um, that, that player can't do what you need him to do. Sometimes it's because they're freelancing in the scheme of things. Um, you know, or like what you suggested, maybe there was an attitude thing. I don't know. Uh, I do know this though that Ferris outschemed them when they went double wing formation, and that line was kind of toe to toe, and they slow motioned the wing and pulled the guard and had the quarterback lead on the block. They just outmanned Prep, and it was very effective. Um, yeah, but I think looking at what CV does, they're more of a spread offense. Um, they don't really. I don't really think that they run, you know, that kind of a physical pound you take it to you. The old CV did. Well, that's, formation. That's my question. I know they like to throw the football a little bit more because they have Gabbard at quarterback, and he's a tall kid. And he's, he's big. You know, uh, he's got a strong arm, but at the same time, six five. Thank you. Two twenty so, six five. Thank you. He's got the tangibles. All right. So, speaking of that, though. 
where you ha- you're coming off of a game in which you see prep get you know blasted dominated mm-hmm. dominated they you know Ferris played way more physical than prep why wouldn't you try and do the same thing if you're CV why wouldn't you run a similar defensive scheme why wouldn't you just run similar uh, 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 from an offensive scheme of run right at prep because here's one thing that we've always known to be true at CV and it's true again this year they're big up front they have a running back they have guys up front that can block why wouldn't you kind of think to go right at them and do the same exact thing I think they're better run blockers they're not great pass protectors uh, their quarterback Gabbert has a strong arm and he th- his his mechanics and his throwing is a little suspect. His throwing stance is a little wide. Uh, but got a strong arm, and he can move. He's, he's fairly athletic for his size and, uh, you know, and the position that he plays. They like to run a lot of boot passes with him and sprint outs. He could throw a 15-yard out. Pretty strong. Okay. But, but what, I think that the prep would, defense— Okay. You're going to get to the point of why not— do exactly what Ferris did if you're CV. So I get you have an identity at whatever well, you do really well as a scheme CV. In one week but I'm not that's saying so different than what you are. I'm not saying scheme in the sense of uh, you have to change what you do. I'm just saying, and as opposed to maybe throwing the football 60-40, maybe you run 60-40 because of the fact that you saw a team last week have such success. Absolutely, and they and they might very well do that. I think that's that's definitely something if you're going to the game. I think that's something to look to look to look at. What is what is CV's game plan? What is their scheme? What do they think they can do? Because I think you're going to see it early. I mean, the one advantage when you do that is you're keeping the ball away from prep, and prep's offense grinds the clock, as we know. That's that's their identity. Work the clock, um, wear down your defense, that kind of thing. Because prep's okay with a seven-minute drive. Um, so CV might do that to keep the ball away from them. They have and they like the play action pass, so that could give the prep secondary some some difficulty. I think that prep, um, I think that the prep offense. What I'm curious about is what is CV going to do defensively against them? Because I thought Ferris <clears throat> had. They showed the league this is the game plan. For when you play prep, Coach Year Out knows prep, and they played good assignment football. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see if CV takes that scheme that they ran, uh, the Ferris ran, and, and tries to adapt it against prep. To me, that's a, the that's a real intriguing matchup, CV's defense against the prep offense. Yeah, you know, um, I think that. One of the interesting things will be is CV has had games in which they've looked really good and Gabbert's played really well and put up good numbers. And then they've had games in which, you know, he throws three picks and a couple pick sixes and yeah, they lose to Meade. So high school football. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's a testament to something I think will work to prep's advantage because I think what, ultimately happens is that coach out there at cv ryan butner i think is his name i think that he kind of does that to himself where prep ran the ball pretty handedly on Meade, and 
I think that CV probably could have done the same thing to me, but they kind of got away from themselves. And it's almost as if you're looking at him like, are you trying to pad stats for him? I mean, well, win, I win football games. Don't don't yeah. try and do what, you know, above and beyond to look at and go, man, look at that guy out at CV. He does such a good job play calling and all that. Well, sometimes you get in a in a game situation where you're trying to get 20 points in two plays kind of a thing, and you can't do that. Um, so you, you, as a coach, sometimes you hit the panic button a little bit. Um, so I think, I think that's a good point. Um, so I don't know. It's, I think obviously this is a huge game standings wise for the GSL. Yeah. Basically loser goes home. Loser doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. It really is a playoff game Yeah, because prep finishes up with Lewis and Clark. And I think that they'll beat them. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is definitely the game. If you're going to go to an away game, this is the game to go to, I think, for sure. Yeah, because if, if Prep wins, they'll be the two seed uh, because obviously losing that game to Ferris, Ferris will remain the one seed as long as Ferris wins out. Um, but if... Who does Ferris play, do you know? Ferris, uh, I don't know. Have who they already they, played Mead? They played Mead the last week. So the oh, last okay. week, their last game of the season that for them is against Mead. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, all of these games, these next two weeks matter. I think Mead has... Uh, they play U High tonight, Thursday. Um, that will be a win. So uh, it's it's really interesting, really interesting as far as standing wise. But again, Prep controls their own destiny. As long as they win this week, they don't have to worry about a thing at all. Um, but you know, only taking two teams this year for the GSL yeah. as far as uh, playoff berths. And so That's why we play the game, baby. Yep. So go out and support 7 p.m. Friday night at CV. Uh, no rain in the forecast. That's kind of nice. Uh, and hopefully no wind because that has made the games a little bit chillier. So hopefully it kind of stays <laughs> maybe on the warmer side rather than the cool, windy, what it was last week at Albi was pretty brutal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun, but uh, let's get to it. We've been waiting for it. It's been 14 minutes. We've survived the recap and also look forward to CV. Now let's get to all in. Yeah. You, Everybody's uh, favorite part. Did we get any comments on the Facebook page? No. So your plug not working, nor is my plug working. So <laughs> we're still working on getting actual Come feedback. Come on, people. Get with it. We've only got a few more weeks of the all in. Yeah. That's, that's got to be a testament, obviously, to your topics. So if no one's commenting no. on them, they're not any good. No, Mike, topics are outstanding. I think like that they're so good that they suck the energy out of people. They can't reply. Well, here's the problem. It took six weeks for us to get to a good week no. of All In. Well, you're and... going to love this one. Yeah. All right, here we go. With Halloween coming up. All right, All In, if you like it, All Out. If you don't like it or disagree, Scott's got the categories. I've got the answers. Here we go. Let's go. We're looking at Halloween candy. Okay, we already kind of did this, but well, I guess we'll go well, back down. Well, I came so. across a list. That had some interesting <laughs> Halloween candies Please on it. He's not good and plenty. Again, so, no, no one knows I'll, what I good know. and plenty I'm is. I'm going to buy you a box of that, though. No. Just so you can see it. Okay. This is an all-in, and there's 10 of them, not five okay. this week. So bonus. All right. Bonus section. Okay. All right. <clears throat> candy corn. All-in or all-out candy corn. Yeah. All-out. <laughs> and, and I don't even <laughs> think I have to give too much awful. context. Because I feel like the candy corn that somebody has, you want to backdate it. You could probably carbon date with candy corn. 
And so I think that you... How about when you bite into them, you can wear them like little teeth? Yeah, no. Because (laughs) you look at it, and it's never in the package. It's always in some jar on somebody's desk. And you don't know if they had that for 14 years or however long it's been. Yeah, Because I don't think it ever goes bad, does it? You're all out. I'm all out. Everyone in the world is all out. Does it ever go bad, though? I don't know. I think there's only been one bag ever really made. (laughs) Candy corn blows. Candy corn is just constant. You put it in your mouth, you spit it back out, and you put it right back in the jar, I guess. Awful. That's an easy one. Okay, so the next one. Orange circus peanuts. See, this is what I'm talking about. The orange circus peanuts. I know what they are because they're like the marshmallow. Everybody knows the orange circus peanuts. No, not everybody knows that. Yes, they do. No, they... Okay. (laughs) Yes, they do. And well, most people would say, I'm all out on those things. They taste like stale marshmallows. Yeah. And the, so apparently but, we're just, we're ratcheting up. The first five are going to be so obviously painful, like not a chance. Yeah, of course. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> but yes, the orange peanut there, to describe it to people, I guess, is a marshmallow peanut. They People know what no, circus no, peanuts are. No, they don't are. know what it is. That's they why I have do. to give a context. They do. So that's what it is. Go to grandma's house. She'll have some. It's it's <laughs> the next thing closest probably to a peep, and they're not any good. So all the out worst on that. than a peep. A peep, at least you can chew. <laughs> the best thing about orange circus peanuts is you they, they are awesome to throw at people. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, um when I, when I was a kid, we would trick-or-treat, and we'd get the orange circus peanuts. We used to just hurl them at each other. It was pretty fun. Okay. So, okay, the next one. So we're all out. We're both out on that. Next one is, now this might be an obscure candy. Here we go. Runts. Okay, are the runts, aren't they the kind of equivalent to nerds? Yeah. Okay. But I think they're fruit-flavored. Yeah. Pretty good on my knowledge of candy. I'm a, a sweets guy, I guess, because uh, I'm getting these. I, I'd probably say I'll give it to Runts because so, it's almost like a generic. But you nerd. have to think of it. You you just went up to the door. You rang the doorbell, trick or treat, and somebody throws a little box of Runts in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it as a kid. I would I would still eat those. It wasn't the kind of thing of I would throw it out. There are yeah. a couple that make my list of throwing out They're, runs. I probably I would I'll, say I'll give it to it. I'll give runs and all in. I'd say all in too, only because of exactly what you said. They barely pass the test, but they do pass. Yeah, they okay. were at least a candy that was not poisoned and was sealed. Right, no razor blades in the run box. <laughs> all right, here we go. Next one, bit o honey. Okay, bit of honey is is that where the, it's like the honey sticks? No, bit no, of honeys are the little. It's the it's the candy that your sister in law loves. It's almost like a taffy, but it tastes like honey. So kind basically, of. it's a little thing of honey. It's like a tootsie roll, but it's more honey flavored. Okay, wait, does that come in in, in the packages with the tootsie roll? You know, like the worst possible yeah, candy bag that you can get individually wrapped, and they're brown and yellow. Yes. Okay, no. <laughs> no all out no bit of honey if i want honey why don't i just go to the cupboard and get a spoonful of honey a bit of honey sounds like a waste of time i on agree stomach ache. yeah a bit of honey again excellent weaponry <laughs> those yeah because those those are another one oh, that those you don't blow, know but how long your sister-in-law loves for. those okay tootsie rolls another one all out that was that was that is the candy that if i were to go to a door and they were to drop a Tootsie Roll in there, it's it's not saying, you know, I was never one to egg a house, but it would be like, 
anyone that has a carton of eggs and wants is looking for a home, that's the home. Because that is the worst candy because it's it's hard. It doesn't taste good. And and it's like and that is that is the bag. When you go to the store, the one that's always on sale or the cheapest has the Tootsie Rolls in there, the bit of honey in there, the dots. Yeah, because they're all made by that same company. Yeah. So and that's the one that you know the <laughs> grandma with the Worthers gets to go. This I like good dots. For the kids. I'll take I'll take dots, except the green ones. Those okay. glow. So, so. <laughs> no Tootsie Rolls, no. Okay. All out. Um, yeah, I'm all out too. Tootsie Rolls are um, that's the candy that you give out as a we don't like you. Yeah, we don't care about you. <laughs> so, Here you go. <laughs> all right, three more left. Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffies are good. I like them. Even you know you can even spice things up with a banana flavor, and it's still good. Uh, I agree. I'm and in. I, I'm and in. I, yeah, all in on that, and it's just. It's fruity. It's good. Yeah, and, Laffy Taffies are good once you can get them open and out of the wrapper. Yeah, they can be a little on the harder <laughs> side, too. That's true. Um, okay, here's one. Dumb Dumb Suckers. Here's where this is tough. You go to the, I don't know what it is, like dentist office or the barber shop or whatever, and you get a, a sucker and you're all excited, and you look in, and they're dum-dums. And it's kind of a bummer because it's like, oh, yeah. And I just I never was a huge fan of the flavors because I think when I think of a sucker, I always like the blow pops because you get the gum in the middle, and you feel like it's they actually have Two good flavors. Yeah. yeah. The dum-dums are like ah, just a waste I'm of time. I'm all out on dum-dums. I always got those and figured, what is even the point? Yeah, I don't like Not them. even worth unwrapping. I just would throw them away. Yeah, all out. <laughs> it's, and they're so little. Come on. <laughs> all right. Whoppers. No. No, all out and Whoppers. I just, again, another Boo one. Boo on you. Yeah, you get three of them in a pack, and it's just. Whoppers are awesome. Yeah, I mean, unless unless it was basically learning from from Grandma last week that because of the fact that her dad worked in the candy factory, and he said that they made special Whoppers back in the day during wartime that you could drop them in milk and it would create chocolate milk. And that's how, you know, that's what they'd give the soldiers kind of thing. Who, who told you this story? This was grandma. How old is she? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, so she explained that and that sounds cool, but the actual Whoppers by themselves, no. You're, you're, it's because you're all in on Rolos too. So Rolos and Whoppers are right up your yeah, alley. Rolos aren't bad if they're fresh. And then we're going to end on a strong one, I think, for you. And most people, Sour Patch Kids. Well, I have a wild card. I like the Sour Patch uh, Watermelon. It's the it's all one flavor. It's the half watermelon yeah. pieces. I like those more than the actual Sour Patch Kids. But those, it's still Sour Patch brand. Those blow. Um... <laughs> They do not blow. Yeah, they They're do. They're actually popular. They're so They're, popular that they make a bag of just that. They're, they are right there with the green Sour Patch Kids. Those blow. Well, you only eat one color Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> you eat the yellow ones. That's it. No, I like the red ones are, and the orange aren't bad. But um, the watermelon? Come on. Yeah, those are good. And they That's, used to make Sour Patch Extreme where they so used played. to be like, they used to be dual color and they were extra sour. 
that's just making my mouth salivate right now thinking about them. And so, okay, so okay, and I would probably answer for just Granos. in general, sour patch kids, you're in. Yeah, and Granos, and I've got to say it on behalf of of Granos in Florida, he's uh, definitely all in on a full bag of sour patch kids. Speaking of Granos, big, big, big game for his team this week. Yeah, a big uh, rebound game for his team because uh, his team did not look good. They no. they were almost as bad as the announcers doing the uh, streaming game that we had the preview of uh, listening and watching. <laughs> So hopefully yeah, we were on the Facebook live thing. Oh my Lanta, those guys were terrible and his team looked well, good rough luck, on the edges. Good luck to you out there in Florida, Grant. District title. G prep grad coach. Yeah. And then here's a real quick bonus. This was voted the number one candy for Halloween to get. The number one candy for Halloween to get. Reese's peanut butter cups. All in. All in, even on the commercials. I love seeing the there commercials. There's a lot of people that think Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect candy. It's well, it's salty and sweet. It's the That's perfect true. mixture. That's true. So I all in. And I've seen the factory where they make those. Do you remember going there as a little kid? No. How old was I? Five? Is that the cross country no, trip you were that like we love three to talk about? Old. Yeah. You don't remember that? No. Was it? <laughs> no. Was at the Hershey factory in uh, California. You don't remember going there? No. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The funny thing is, when you go in there, after about 15 minutes, you're sick of smelling chocolate. And they tell the factory workers there, or at least they used to, that they could eat as much as they wanted, and after the first week, nobody eats anything. <laughs> so. is, is that something that, you know, when they talk about, you probably wouldn't like to see how a hot dog or sausage is made? Oh, yeah, we don't want to know. Would... Would it be the same kind of thing with chocolate? I mean, would you? I don't know. It looked to me like it was just big vats of melted chocolate, and they used the Hershey's chocolate for lots of different candy. You know, Reese's, M and M's, whatever. Actually, M and M's were Mars, but I don't know. But the different candies that that Hershey makes, the Mr. Good Bar, Nestle Crunch, whatever. So it was kind of interesting, but yeah. it's just these huge vats of. Melted milk chocolate and dark chocolate and stuff. I remember going to the M and M, but I don't. It's not factory. Oh, the store, but the M and M store in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, that's cool. Is that still there? I think so. I kind of like that because I like the yellow M and Ms, and you could buy just whatever color you wanted. That doesn't make any sense. You like the yellow M and Ms. Yeah, there's a difference. Anyone who's an M and M and N connoisseur knows they all taste differently based on their color. Okay. Well, the the only take i've ever heard on m&ms is in the wedding planner with matthew mcconaughey the reason he likes the brown m&ms is that they have less artificial flavoring okay and they're the most authentic m&m all right well judging from who that came from i think that speaks volumes professor mcconaughey yeah okay (laughs) all right so uh it, it should be fun district title for granos in florida yeah. Big game for prep here. Huge game. And uh, it, it will be deciding for the season. I mean, it will be, be fun to kind of see if they go to playoffs because are, they have to if they win this game. Are we going to uh, Are we going to be on again before Halloween? Halloween's next Thursday, I think. I th- yeah, so we, we actually have to be because of the fact that prep plays their last game on Thursday. Oh, against LC, the orange and black team. How appropriate. Yes. All right. Well, go pups, man. That's a big game. We got to go get them this week. We can't drop this one. Or it's all over. So, yeah. 
And then you have to end with that awful, awful godforsaken crossover game that doesn't mean anything. And it will probably be on the road if they lose. Moses so Lake or whatever. If they win, it's probably at home. So that's why you got to oh, hope that good. they should win. So as always, go Pups and get out there Friday night. CV. Holy smokes, man. Holy smokes, man. Go Pups.